Welcome back, friends. Lost Garf here, and welcome to Kirby's Dreamcast, where we cover everything Kirby, from the anime to the games to the manga and everything else. Today is part four of our Kirby Superstar series, going over every detail about the game that we can find. So right now we're in the middle of talking about the games themselves and telling the gameplay as a story. We do this because it's way more fun than just droning out facts. This episode is going to be a lot of fun because there's actual dialogue, so I'll be giving the characters voices, which will be amazing or terrible. I'm hoping for amazing, and of course this is episode four, so you should go back and see the first three. I haven't listened to those yet. You can see them on YouTube or on many places where podcasts are hosted. You should check those out for sure, because there's a lot to learn and it's a lot of fun. As always with the gaming episodes, I do suggest watching the YouTube version because we'll have gameplay in the background reflecting everything I say, and you're just able to follow along better that way. But if you play these games, you can probably remember all the things I'm saying. So without further ado, Revenge of Meta Knight, Japanese title Meta Naito no Yakushu, which translates to Counterattack of Meta Knight, just like the Great Cave of Military Operation. I'm curious about this naming. Meta Knight isn't really counterattacking the story. He's straight up invading to make a power grab. Previously, he was helping King Dedede defend Dreamland from Nightmare by holding a piece of the Star Rod and dueling Kirby. So the pre-render from that guidebook we got is a shot of the deck of the Halberd with a cannon. It's really cool to see the 3D like pre-rendering of this before it becomes, well, more in-game looking. Definitely reminds me of the first area the second time Kirby lands on the halberd, because you can see the, the port and all that. On the corkboard, you see Kirby with a sword aimed at a sideways-facing Meta Knight, with his cape taking up the whole background. As a kid, I saw Meta Knight's mask as a big eyeball and thought this was some other entity Kirby would fight in the game. It's a level 4 star difficulty, and then it says Revenge of Meta Knight and Save Dreamland. Defeat Meta Knight and his giant warship halberd. So when you get into the game, it sets the tone right from the start with its dreary opening theme. It's ominous as heck. When you leave the title idol, you, oh god, it rhymes, you get a short opener. We see Captain Vol, Sailor D, and Axe Knight looking out the viewer of the bridge as bay doors open. Voices call out, Reactor 1, output normal. Adjust the balancer to 0003. Ominous horns play. Then cut to Kirby and a warp star rushing across an ocean. Cut back to the bridge and more talking as the doors open further. Let's raise the anchor. Anti-gravity plant, 1, 2, 3, okay. Back to Kirby, still rushing there. We now see on the horizon a giant ship coming out of what looks like a shipyard. Back to the bridge, smoke rises on the windows. Release the sails! Solar level 288! The horns continue to slowly trumpet their ominous tone. Cut to Kirby coming closer to the facility as the airship rises into the air and its wings go full spread. Kirby flies up to meet it. Cut to midnight looking out the window from his airship. The time has come. The time to show our power. Midnight's eyes flash as a star rises in the background. Dreamland's lazy lifestyle will end. I will rule. And cut back to the title screen. I honestly, everyone, I wanted to give Meta Knight that Spanish accent from the anime. I can't do that voice. I wish I could. So we learned that Meta Knight thinks Dreamland is too lazy. So he's invading to conquer it and make everyone else less lazy. This makes sense because Meta Knight is a leader and he is powerful. So he thinks he knows what is right and can lead an entire kingdom and maybe the world. But the problem is, of course, Kirby. The reason why everyone can be lazy is because Kirby is always there to save the day and protect the citizens of Dreamland. Of course, Kirby can't always do this alone, as has been proven in various games, when many different allies help Kirby. Examples being King Dedede throwing Kirby at Nightmare, Kirby's animal friends aiding him in the Dreamland series. Future examples will be times when Kirby uses Midnight's face ship, the Halberd, to save the day, or when everyone comes together and, you know, star allies. So with all of that out of the way, let's begin the story. This one should be really good since there's lots of dialogue in the game, so it gives it more of a cohesive story there with that, so that's pretty cool there. And what's great is, this is all about, they, of course, Kirby's the thing they're going to talk about, 
And what's unfortunate is there's such rare dialogue in these games. In the future, after we hit Superstar Ultra, there's the pause screens, which kind of gives you story. Not really dialogue, but it gives you more information as you play. But until that point, we just don't really get much information. It's mostly voiceless gameplay, as you all know. It's pretty interesting how it's done that way, though. It just shows how well you can tell a story without any dialogue, which is something to appreciate with the Kirby games, but it's also cool to actually have dialogue, too. One more thing to mention is that this is the only game with a time limit in the Kirby games, and I think it's because of what's happening. You're trying to stop Midnight from invading, and also, what happens later in the story? So the story begins with the cutscene left off. Midnight's face ship, the Halberd, has set sail, and Kirby has arrived to investigate. Like all stories go, Kirby was probably napping at home and then woke up and saw the smoke from Midnight's shipyard and flew over to investigate. Probably. We see from the deck of the Halberd that Star from earlier is rising and coming closer. Axnode is the first one to recognize him and sound the alarm yelling, Kirby's here! He's heading towards us! Sailor D stammers. Oh my gosh! What are we gonna do? Trident Knight gets a cold sweat and shouts, He'll be getting in the way! Get rid of him! Captain Vole calmly resurveys the situation and asks, Sir Meta Knight! What shall we do? And Midnight yells, Soldiers near the deck, assume combat mode. And so the music begins as Kirby crashes onto the deck. Kirby has a pretty hard landing, taking out seven crewmen as he lands. The crewmen he hits are laser balls, gims, and scarfies. Kirby says, Oops, sorry about that. And then the soldiers start to attack Kirby. Kirby understands they're mad he crashed into a couple of them, but they're attacking a little too aggressively. Kirby rushes forward and sucks up a gim. Quickly in his stomach, Kirby says, Hey gim, it's been a while. That's a sweet yo-yo. Want to be friends instead of attacking me like everyone else? This was all it took to turn Gim to his side. Gim joins Kirby, and they fight across the deck as Kirby searches for a place to hide. They find a door into the rocket valve, and there Kirby asks Gim what's going on. Gim blinks and explains everything in detail using sign language. Kirby doesn't understand any of it, but just nods like he understands. Gim nods, and they continue forward. Nearby, Axe Knight sees Kirby and calls over the intercom. Kirby's in the rocket valve! Worried, Captain Vol shows, Release every lobster! Quickly! Quickly! Axe Knight then tries to fight Kirby, but is instantly dispatched by Gim. Trident Knight attempts to stop Kirby from getting on the elevator, but is also defeated handedly. You get it? Lastly, Javelin Knight, his first appearance by the way, tries to stop Kirby, but meets the same fate as the others. Kirby leaves the three unconscious as he continues his investigation. Trident Knight wakes up first and radios that, Kirby's behind the nozzle! Fix him! And out comes Heavy Lobster. A big golden mech that looks like a lobster, and is definitely heavy. Heavy Lobster attacks the pair and gives them trouble, but as they fight, Midnight gives the order, Prepare to take off! Blow Kirby away! Axe Knight is back at the controls and follows the order, Okay, main engine ignition! The engine starts to rattle and Kirby looks at it with curiosity. Then Captain Vol shouts, Take off! And the engine fires and blasts Kirby away, taking Heavy Lobster and Gim with him. Kirby bounces off the shipyards and falls into the orange ocean. So interesting fact here, Kirby can defeat Heavy Lobster here before being blown away, and it changes nothing. You just beat him, but you still get blown off. Relieved that Kirby's no longer on the ship, Axe Knight calls on the comms. Kirby's been blown to the ocean. As Kirby washes ashore and finds himself face first in the sand, Trident Knight responds, That was sure close. Captain Vola announces, I'll conquer Dreamland with the halberd! And as the pair get back to their feet, Meta Knight commands, A first target, Grape Garden. Grape Garden was the fourth location that Kirby went to in his first big adventure, searching for the Star Rod pieces. There he played with balloons and fought Krako. That level also had the airships. Maybe Midnight got the design ideas from there? Kirby gets up and sees the halberd flying away. Kirby thinks and realizes all he can do is move forward and try to find a way back to the halberd. Kirby's first idea is getting wing ability from a bird on, but no, that's not fast enough. So the pair fight and swim across the islands as they look for a solution. Oh, something random to bring up here. You'll notice when you play the game that sometimes 
Certain enemies that can't swim spawn underwater or jump into water. Like the Waddle Dees and Waddle Doos, Hill you run into a bird on that spawns underwater and drowns. Like, there's two or three instances of this in the entire game where things like this happen. I wonder why they kept that. Just because it's funny, or did they just not notice they spawned a bird on underwater? By the way, at varying points in the game, you'll see King Dedede's castle in the background, like here. Eventually, the pair run into Iron Mom, who's still sore about losing the Kirby before, and she instantly challenges them to a duel. Eventually, the pair defeat her, but she knocked out a few gears loose from Gim. So Gim excuses himself to make repairs, and Kirby befriends the bird on in his tummy, saying, Hey, did my knife get turned into a giant ship with lots of guns? I'm really confused and everyone is attacking me for some reason. Birdon takes pity on Kirby and decides to help. More island rampaging ensues as Kirby searches the islands. He's still looking for a way to get back to the ship, but it doesn't know what he can do yet. Meanwhile, the ship gets further and further away in the background. They search in a series of underground waterways and tunnels and nearly get crushed to death. But finally, they find their way to a place with copy essences and Kirby remembers this usually means something tough for the puff is coming up. The essences he sees are Parasol, Bomb, Wing, and he decides to go with Parasol. Birdon gets nervous and doesn't think she's up for the challenge, though, but luckily there is a Papa Bros Jr. nearby who wants in on the mayhem and offers to help Kirby. So this pair enters the next area and finds Wispy Woods! That's it! Kirby thinks Wispy usually holds a warp star and maybe I can borrow one from him. Kirby asks, but Wispy isn't really in a giving mood since all Kirby ever does is beat him up. So a fight breaks out. The fight goes as expected and Wispy Woods cries, but there's no star to give. Instead, Wispy calls on the aid of the Twin Woods. They're a pair of Wispy Woods who are linked by their canopy. They're also Wispy, but not Wispy. Trees are weird. The pair attack Kirby just as Wispy does, but it's a double the trouble now. Despite that, they go down just as easily and Kirby defeats them. Poppy Bros Jr. thanks Kirby for letting him cause some mayhem and hops away. As he leaves, the Wispies relinquish a warp star. Kirby grabs on and gets ready to fly back to the halberd. But Axe Knight was paranoid and watching for Kirby all along. And there it is! The warp star! With Kirby on it! Axe Knight sounds the alarm and calls out, Kirby is flying back towards us! Try the knight's size. Main cannon's ready. Shall we blast him? Seeing how well prepared the knights are, Captain Vol smiles and commands, Alright! Shoot him! Meanwhile, Kirby's excited. He's gonna get back to the ship and figure out what's going on. It can't be good since people keep attacking him, but he needs to be sure. And as Kirby's about to get to the ship, BOOM! Kirby's blasted directly into Candy Mountain and lands at its base. Axe Knight triumphantly cries, We got him! He fell into the forest. Kirby fortunately lands safely thanks to his parasol, but the warp star was lost. Kirby surveys the area and realizes he was here before. He fought Iron Mom here a long time ago. And as Kirby thinks, Captain Vol laughs and says, Good! He will never catch up! Which means Kirby tries to focus. While Sailor D asks Captain Vol, Are you sure? And then Kirby realizes, Candy Mountain! And who lives here? Dinoblade! Kirby rushes to the mountain and running over a lot of Tukis, Twizzies, and other creatures along the way. Then Kirby bumps into Waddle D. Kirby hurriedly tries to explain something weird is going on, and there's a big ship in the sky, and it's got Midnight's face on it, and Waddle D just responds, Sure, I'll hang out with you, buddy. Relieved, Kirby hands him a parasol, and they go deeper into the forest towards Candy Mountain. They fight their way through a tree filled with Cappies, Tax, Poppy Bros Juniors, and Chilius. What a random combination. They also find a hidden room with a switch that turns out to be a trap. It was a Shotso and a Maxim Tomato? What a cruel trap, Kirby thinks. There's also another hidden room on the outside of the right side of the tree. They have to fall through some platforms to get to, and has a star block in the way. You break it open, you go inside, and this leads to three copy essences, which are Cutter, Sword, and Fighter. And that's all there is in there, so it's just another way to get more copy essences before you continue forward. After their tree ascension, Kirby finds two essences and a walkie. The essences are for Ice and Cutter. Bottle D smartly takes down the walkie before Kirby can get his mouth on them. Kirby is slightly disappointed. 
Waddle Dee feels some remorse, but forgets about it when they run into twin bonkers. Kirby starts to wonder if everyone else is trying to do a triplet dance like he can. Just a little not as good since they can only make twins. They have a little tussle, but then Kirby rips the hammer out of one of the bonkers' hands and knocks them out. Kirby then blasts his way through a bunch of the mountain, and eventually Waddle Dee gets blown away. Oh no! Kirby's sure Waddle Dee will be fine. He has a parasol to help him land safely. But Kirby also frees a wheelie trapped in the mountain. The wheelie follows Kirby since it feels indebted to him, and together they blast further through the mountain. By the way, in the background you'll see King Didi's castle, and depending on where you are as you climb up the mountain, it'll switch over to showing you the halberd in the distance flying away from Kirby. So you get some sense of geography of where Kirby is and where Candy Mountain is, which is pretty nice. Kirby and Wheelie keep racing up further and further up the mountain as the halberd still slowly drips away. Kirby then finds two cannons with fuses. Wheelie's reunited with its friend Bern and Leo here, but they're exhausted and need to rest, so Bern and Leo volunteers to help Kirby. Because guess what? Bern and Leo knows what Midnight is up to. Bern and Leo freed this wheelie from Midnight's ship while it was still in construction. Midnight is up to no good. Bern and Leo says all this with a toss of their hair. Kirby doesn't understand, but welcomes Leo's help. So they light the right cannon and blast off. By the way, this is my favorite of the cannon animations. Kirby usually just gets fired out normally, but this time the cannon actually rotates and aims down, and it shoots out like a rocket, which is hilarious to me. Eventually they arrive at Dinoblade. Dinoblade hasn't forgotten their last battle, but is thankful Kirby was able to help them raise their young. Kirby flaps his arms and points at the halberd. Dinoblade caws and grabs the pair in its talons and flies towards the halberd. Boom! 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 The flat guns and cannons on the halberd roar as they fire at Dinoblade. It proves tough, but Dinoblade gets the pair as close as it can before letting go. Fortunately, they don't get scratched up too much from the landing or from Dinoblade's talons. As Kirby and Bren and Leo get to their feet, Accident reports, We shot down Dinoblade! As Kirby looks around, Tridentite points at him from the distance. Look! Kirby's reached the deck! Kirby sees him and waves. <laughs> Midnight stomps and tells his men, Remain calm. Let's come up with a plan. And as Kirby begins his march forward, Captain Vol orders, Oh, soldiers, get Kirby now! I, I just like how frantic I made Captain Vol's voice. Okay. And Kirby's invasion of the halberd begins anew as Kirby batters his way across the deck with Bern and Leo in tow. Kirby steps on a curious sled he remembers from a while back when he first traveled to face Dinoblade and it launches him forward. Unfortunately, he loses his hammer from the sheer force, but these prove useful in helping him get through a series of gordos in a corridor. Unfortunately, Bern and Leo disappeared in the rush. They must have left to go liberate more wheelies, Kirby figures. Kirby then runs into a familiar ally, Sir Kibble! Sir Kibble is conflicted, though. Through his training with Kirby, he has become a good warrior under Meta Knight, but now here is Kirby in direct opposition to Meta Knight. In the end, Sir Kibble's friendship with Kirby wins out, and he decides to join his friend. Sir Kibble tells Kirby everything, all of Meta Knight's plans and machinations, even about his favorite soap operas. Sir Kibble bears his soul to Kirby. Kirby lets out an exuberant poyo. A tear forms in Sir Kibble's eye. He realizes Kirby wasn't listening at all. He was probably thinking about Keiki. In the next area, Sir Kibble's worst nightmare occurs. The Meta Knights are on the offensive and ambush the pair. Midnight calls over the intercom. Kirby, gotcha! And Captain Vol chimes in. Now you get a taste of our power! And Sailor D says, fight! Sir Kibble knows he can't hesitate and quickly goes into action to help Kirby fight them. This is a full-on fight against Trident Axe, Javelin, and Mace Knight. And since I haven't described them before, I will now. Trident Knight is a similar to Sir Kibble. They have hands and a trident in hand, while most of their body is a helmet and their eyes or face can't be seen. Their helmet has a crescent moon on it, like an old Japanese general, by the way, which is pretty cool. They also have rocket boots, which let them fly. Mace Knight has a big tricorn helmet on and big visor glasses. Oddly enough, they use a flail, not a mace, but everyone's too scared to correct him. Axe Knight is a giant skull with two red eyes, and that's pretty scary. Like most denizens of Dreamland, he has the same kind of hands and feet as everyone else. He wears a Viking horn helmet and carries a big axe. 
And lastly is Javelin Knight, a flying drone that throws javelins. It doesn't talk, but it beeps that it fights for its friends, I assume. In the end, they aren't strong enough and are overcome by Kirby and Sir Kibble. But Sir Kibble feels terrible for defeating those he looks up to and leaves to take some time for himself. Kirby waves by and continues forward. As Kirby enters the next area, the knights recover in the control room and continue their work. Mace Knight alerts Captain Vole that Kirby's gonna reach the dick. So Captain Vole instructs them to direct him to the front with a twin cannon. Kirby then meets a Plasma Wisp who joins Kirby's cause to free its friend Waddle Doo, who was lost on the ship. Plasma Wisp tells him all about their beautiful friendship history, but Kirby was busy copying a bomber and now concentrating on not exploding. Plasma Wisp sighs and then proceeds to blow the crap out of everything. Eventually, they run into Jukit and Poppy Bros Sr., who both want revenge. But unfortunately for them, Kirby was holding down a crash ability, and boom! They're defeated quickly. Kirby then acquires Suplex from Jukit, and Plasma Wisp learns what fear really is, as it watches Kirby dismantle Poppy Bros Sr. with a German suplex. But the mayhem is short-lived as Kirby enters a room with copy essences. Kirby knows the drill. Something big is coming up. Now, before we do the canon boss fight, I need to tell you all about a hidden room I overlooked and found out about later. Before Jukit and Poppy Bros Sr., there's a star block bridge, and under it is two bounders and a sword copy ability. After the fight with those two, there's another star block bridge, with one bounder on top of it, and another bounder under it. After these guys, that's it for Bounders. These are the last four Bounders ever in the game and in any game ever. There's also a bomb block that hides a hidden room. Turns out Captain Vol also has a hidden compartment. And here when you walk in, Captain Vol says, Oh no, he found it! And Mace Knight says, Oh, uh, what is this place? Inside is a pudding, a sparkling candy, tomato, and Maxim tomato, and a burning Leo. Maybe Leo's Vol's boyfriend or girlfriend? I don't know. After this area is the Copy Essences room, leading to the boss fight. Meanwhile, Axnot is alerting his comrades that Kirby is getting close to the twin cannon, and Captain Vole laughs happily. Kirby will be torched! <laughs> and Sailor D joins in. <laughs> Captain Vole laughs even more. <laughs> so Kirby decides to go with the beam copy essence and moves on. The other two essences were Fire and Yo-Yo. Kirby then faces Combo Cannon. This is the twin cannon that the crew were talking about. It's also the cannon that shot Dynablade down. It's a big rotating cannon with a stationary cannon below it, making it a twin cannon. The big cannon fires cannonballs at the pair while the stationary cannon fires a big laser. Sometimes the cannon sends out a hand that can drop bombs or grab Kirby and his ally to slam them into the ground or place them in front of the laser cannon so that when it's a fire in its laser, it's gonna hurt. Platforms also lift up from the ground to make it easier to land the laser as well on his enemies. Kirby and Plasma Wisp have lots of trouble as they blast the cannon with multiple big blasts. Eventually, Plasma Wisp is overwhelmed and blasted away. Waddle-Doo rushes over to their friend and helps Kirby to get revenge. Kirby then takes one of the bombs the cannon hand drops to become Bomb Kirby, and this new pair blasts away at the cannons. It takes a lot of effort, but eventually Kirby destroys the cannons, but not before Waddle-Doo is also blasted off by the cannons. Kirby helps Plasma Wisp and Waddle-Doo are okay as he takes a warp star and flies to another part of the ship. By the way, the combo cannon shows up in the anime and in Super Smash Bros. And one more surprising thing, if you have the courage to suck up the big shot from the combo cannon, which I never did. I had to find this out later. You get yo-yo ability. Yo-yo ability. I cannot explain to you why you get yo-yo ability. My best guess is because the ball like spins around really weird like a yo-yo when you suck it in. Only guess I got. Yo-yo is very useful here because you can hit a bunch of stuff with it. But it, this does get corrected in Ultra where that gets sucked in becomes bomb because that makes more sense, doesn't it? Also, let's talk about bomb gravy since I haven't done that prior to this point. Kirby gets a blue cap like Poppy Bros's cap, and he can throw an endless stream of bombs. He can also plant them on people. The power portrait is Kirby freaking out as he's got a bomb on it so close to exploding on his hands, which is hilarious. 
Kirby still doesn't know what's going on, but he's sure he might find answers on this other part of the ship. Tridentnet reports that the main cannon has been destroyed. As Kirby fights across this new deck, Captain Vol is shocked and says, Holy cow, what happened? Of course everyone knows what happened. So Axnar moves on and reports that Kirby is heading toward the left wing. On the left wing, Kirby finds himself struggling with the hard wind and befriends a capsule J, and also Kirby's the jet ability. Jet is interesting in that it gives a full-on jet wingsuit and a helmet to Kirby. And Kirby mostly does dash attacks and blasts, but there's also some high-powered jet grabs. The power portrait is Kirby saluting other jets flying through the sky. Council J beeps at Kirby its life story, while Kirby thinks it's just a lot of cute peeping. After navigating lots and lots and lots of turbulence on the outside of the left wing, the dueling jets run into a Mr. Frosty. Out here? Well, it is pretty cold, and I guess he likes the windshield. And they battle it out. Turns out he was guarding a warp star. Maybe they were keeping it for emergency situations? Well, Kirby gets an idea to do the opposite and rams the warp star into the halberd's wing, greatly damaging it and leaving a gaping hole. Kirby has essentially taken the halberd's stamina to half. Axnet reports, serious damage to the left wing, approximately 74%. Captain Vol is speechless while the Trident Knight reports the obvious, we're gonna lose balance. Meta Knight calms them down by ordering, lower the sail, increase right wing power. Now this needs to be noted, by increasing power to the right wing, it would overpower the weakened left wing and they'd be stuck in a spin. This gets corrected in Ultra where he says increase power to the left wing to compensate for the damage. Seeing nowhere else to go, Kirby jumps into the gaping hole he just made. He doesn't know where he is, but he continues forward. But the crew know where he is. Axide informs the others that Kirby is moving into the duct. The duct is dangerous with guards and exposed electric blocks and boilers. As Kirby moves, Vol questions, What is he trying to do? Sailor D questions, Is he lost? By the way, thanks to Jet, Kirby navigates the ducts easily because you can just go very far horizontally, which is very nice. Then Captain Vol thinks and says, Wait, I have an idea. <laughs> By the way, part of the duct is a slowly rising area you can die in if you don't rise fast enough after you come upon a door. If you go into that door, you'll go into a regular room. If you do the rising area, you find a secret room. So if you do the regular door, you'll find sword and wing copy essences. If you go into the secret area, you get special dialogue and the essences of ice, parasol, beam, hammer, plasma, cutter, and mirror, and also a walkie. Captain Vol's saying, he's got into the armory! And Mace now worries, he'll be able to take anything. So before getting to the next area, Kirby friends a Blade Knight and also takes up the sword. Blade Knight tells Kirby he'll want to get in some practice. Kirby isn't sure why though, but okay. Quick aside, I've described everything about the sword ability except its power portrait, and that is Kirby holding a sword while focusing. It looks cool. As Kirby enters the next area, Captain Vol asks his crew if they're... Ready? Axide asks, Is this okay, sir? Mace Knight also questions, Are you positive about this? But Captain Vol rebuffs them, saying, Be quiet! This is our only chance! Don't fail again! Release Heavy Lobster! And with that, Kirby hears something loud behind him. It's that big metal crustacean again, Kirby thinks. Kirby and Blade Knight slash their way forward as Heavy Lobster crushes everything in its way to chase Kirby. This is why the Knights weren't so sure about this. Ice Knight cries out, Oh no! A battleship is being destroyed! But Captain Vol laughs, That's not important! Go ahead! Eventually Kirby and Blade Knight get away from Heavy Lobster. Or so they thought. Now they have to take it on. Heavy Lobster jets around and jumps to try to crush Kirby. It also fires a flamethrower and launches many lobsters at Kirby. But it also controls paint slimes. Unfortunately for Heavy Lobster, Kirby's able to copy these to get the paint ability and use that to blind Heavy Lobster with paint. Heavy Lobster gets covered in a deep shade of red paint. And Axe Knight exclaims, Oh no! Heavy Lobster's blind! And this is true. Heavy Lobster rampages around blindly, making it unable to attack Kirby accurately. Captain Vol shouts, What? Paint ability? Now Mace Knight cries, It's no good. He can't see it all. 
And so Kirby and Blade Knight dismantle Heavy Lobster while Captain Vogue growls, Unbelievable! Kirby's still alive! Kirby then flies off to another part of the ship. He still has no idea what's going on, by the way. Blade Knight actually thinks it's funny and doesn't tell Kirby anything either. Turns out, Kirby made his way over to the right wing from the ducks and blew it up with Heavy Lobster. We learned this because Trident Knight reports, Major damage to the right wing! Captain Vol assures the crew, Don't worry! We've regained our balance! This is because both wings are damaged now? Meta Knight sighs, by the way, at this point. X-Knight gets a hold of himself and reports, Kirby's outside! He's going under the ship! And so Kirby descends the ship and finds a secret cloud room. It holds the copy essences, Parasol, Jet, and Wing. Blade Knight leaves Kirby thinking the boy is prepared enough, and Kirby reunites with Parasol Waddle D, who was just enjoying a break in the clouds. Turns out he got caught in an updraft, and it took him really far away. Kirby then sees a sparkling candy! As Kirby rushes the candy, Trident Knight notes, Hmm, I don't see Kirby on the radar screen. Shocked, Captain Vol yells, Get Kirby now! Med Knight surmises that he must be hiding in the clouds. Kirby eats the sparkling candy and shares it with Waddle D. The sugar rush makes them go crazy and they instantly run over the Chef Kawasaki and Bugsy garden the exit of this cloud. Once outside the cloud, Axe Knight finds Kirby and tells the crew, Kirby's entered from underneath the ship! Captain Vol worries, The bottom's weak! The wind is too strong! Sailor D chimes in, It's too cold! Axe Knight also mentions, I'm afraid of heights! Mace Knight cries, No way, I ain't going! Captain Vol says, You chickens! So Kirby has some difficulty against the wind, but gets through well enough with Waddle Dee's help. After blowing through more parts of the ship, Kirby enters another door. Kirby finds a series of buttons and copy essences. Here, Kirby has to quickly hit buttons and go by timed gates before they run out. The essence Kirby can get here are wing and suplex, by the way. Kirby wonders what could be hidden behind all these doors, and he gets excited. It must be cakey. Waddle Dee isn't so sure, though. With Waddle Dee's help, the buttons and timed gates aren't too hard, and they run into something Kirby's never seen before. And Moto Shotso! The cannons now have wheels, and it's still dangerous, but apparently making it mobile also made it vulnerable. Finally, a Shotso Kirby can destroy. And destroy Kirby does. By the way, the Moto Shotso looks a lot like Trax. Trax is a mobile tank game that HAL made in 1991, and it was named Trax. If you look at the box art for Trax, you can see it. Yeah, that looks just like Moto Shotso. So it's gotta be a reference to their own games right there. Unfortunately, Waddle D and Kirby get separated as they navigate an elevator maze, but Kirby's sure Waddle D will get out eventually again and continues forward on his own, and he runs into... Gim? Apparently found the way back to the ship and wanted to show Kirby a hidden room that only it can open for him, because Yo-Yo can go through walls to hit switches. And Gim does just that, and in the secret room, Kirby finds a Knuckle Joe, a Naughty, and lots of food. Trident Knight shouts, Oh no! Those are my hidden tomatoes! Yep, turns out this is Trident Knight's stash. So who are these two? Trident Knight's friends? Or lovers? Captain Vol yells, You idiot! You hid those? Sailor D comments, They look delicious! Who's he talking about? Gim knocks, <laughs> Gim knocks the occupants out cold, and Kirby and Gim enjoy the goods. <laughs> oh god, that's a bad joke. Kirby finds a room with a maximum tomato and the copy essence of Bomb. Kirby knows what's coming, and Gim does too. They nod at each other and move forward. As they do, Axe Knight shouts, Kirby's heading toward the reactor! Trident Knight notes that if we lose power, we're doomed. Captain Vol assures them, Relax! The reactor can't be defeated. But Sailor D worries. I hope no reflect lasers hit the reactor. Captain Bull snaps. Shh! That's a secret! Gim's eyes go wide. It's still tapped into the comms. Gim stops and explains to Kirby how to defeat what's coming, but Kirby's like, Don't worry, Poyo. I've been holding in a crash I got a minute ago. Whatever's coming up is gonna get it good. Gim worries, so it calls in a Pocket Rose Jr. to help. That silly bomb nut should do the trick. Gim then leaves to see if he can help from elsewhere. Inside the reactor is a cannon with laser guns and a strong gem above the cannon. 
There's a lot of wheelies in the background running to generate power. Kirby then realizes this must be the wheelies' people. He'll break them out for sure, and so Kirby starts the fight with a crash. Kirby sure did damage, but no. All it did was damage a laser gun. <laughs> then another laser gun fires, and luckily it hits the crystal. Kirby goes, oh, that's what Gim was signing about. So while Poppy Bros deals with the cannon, Kirby guides lasers at the crystal. Eventually Crystal is destroyed and the wheelies are freed. The main wheelie rolls up and thanks Kirby and says he owes him one. Kirby wonders one of what. Kirby then wanders off. He still doesn't know what's going on. He's just reacting to everything. After breaking free the wheelies, Kirby feels the ship is descending slowly, so Kirby ventures to the heart of the ship. That's usually where important people are, right? As Kirby gets in deeper, Axonite cries, We're losing power! Engine number three! Engine number five! Mace Knight also cries, Ain't any power left! We can't fly! Menai thinks to himself, We failed! It's over! He then commands, Attention all crew! Evacuate ship! Captain Vol also cries, Ah! The ship's going down! Kirby then sees a variety of cop businesses. Cutter, Parasol, Yo-Yo, Rock, and Ninja! Kirby hasn't been a ninja in a while, so he jumps up and grabs that and starts saying Nin-Nin everywhere. Papa Bros Jr. is actually sane and runs away before he goes down with the ship. Fortunately, Parasol Waddle Dee finds his way back to Kirby. Waddle Dee found a radio! As they rampage forward, they listen to the ship's crew. Defeated, Captain Vol tells everyone, I'm not staying! I'm evacuating! Kirby wonders who that was. He then hears Midnight say to his men, Now it's your turn to evacuate. While Kirby and Waddle Dee fight some magical sweepers. Magical sweepers are these flying pinwheels that are rainbow-colored, and they shoot lasers at Kirby and Waddle Dee. They only show up here on the Halberd and at the Great Cave Offensive. That's it. Kirby cleans up the last of them here. Kirby then hears Axe Knight cry, No, I want to stay with you, sir. Mace Knight also cries, Let's try one more time to get Kirby. And as they get further, Midnight thinks, Hmm, it's dangerous, but it's worth a try. Thank you, guys. Unfortunately for them, Kirby heard that. The pair nodded each other. Waddle Dee's nod was he better be prepared for a fight. Kirby's nod was thinking Waddle Dee was going to make him a cakey later. He probably will anyway. They then enter another room with elevators and two Maxim Tomatoes. Kirby should realize this is a hint something's coming. As they get off the elevator, they're ambushed by the Meta Knights again. X Knight yells out, Wait, Kirby! Mace Knight cries out, You can't go any further! And so a grand battle ensues. Kirby and Waddle Dee keep knocking them down, but they keep getting up, but eventually Kirby and Waddle Dee completely beat them off. In this fight, they take on three sets of each knight, but oddly, Mace Knight isn't in this fight for some reason. I think they just forgot to spawn him, he was in the dialogue. With their total defeat, Axe Knight cries, Sir Meta Knight, you're on your own! Mace Knight cries as well, We're evacuating! Kirby and Waddle Dee know there's only one knight left and ascend to his chambers. Outside the room is a Max and Tomato, and the copy essences for Ninja, Sleep, and Cutter. There's not much time left before the Halberd is going to crash, but Kirby decides to get in a nap anyway. Waddle Dee understandably freaks out a little! Kirby then wakes up, refreshed, and enters Meta Knight's domain. As he enters, Meta Knight calls out, Kirby, this is it. Prepare to die. But turns out Sailor D is there too, and all he can say is, The thump, the thump. Meta Knight lays out a sword for Kirby to take so they can duel. Kirby grabs the sword and the duel begins. By the way, if you leave the sword there for 30 seconds, the fight starts anyway so you can keep your current power. Yes, everyone waits 30 seconds while the halberd is crashing and on fire for you to sit there for 30 seconds and not take the sword. Holy crap. In later games, you can actually fly up to where Meta Knight is waiting to make him start the fight early. It's kind of funny. So this is it. Kirby can tell all those times in the past this was the moment he was meant to lift the blade. Meta Knight flies down and Kirby instantly strikes at him. The two trade sword slashes as Waddle Dee jumps in with some choice parasol swings. Meta Knight does downward sword stabs. He dashes and strikes, does flying attacks and more. Eventually, he knocks out Waddle Dee and bests Kirby. Oh no! Blade Knight swoops in and pulls back the two of them. He has Waddle Dee float away on his parasol and wakes up Kirby. Yeah, we lost the fight. Blade Knight tells Kirby to take this fight seriously, there won't be a round three. Kirby apologizes, okay, and they go in again. 
Midnight prepares the entrance to the fight again. Everyone has a flair for the dramatic, I guess. The duel begins anew, and it's a battle of three blades. Medanite proves very tough for the pair. He starts throwing out sword blasts and tornadoes, but eventually, Kirby finally slashes Medanite's mask in half, and it reveals a very cute blue boy who looks a lot like Kirby. Medanite wraps himself up in his cloak and flies away. Blade Knight, happy the fight went well, the second time, jumps off to evacuate the halberd. He trusts Kirby will just float away, probably, but no, instead, with 50 seconds left until the halberd crashes, Kirby gets blasted out of Medanite's room and apparently forgot he can fly. Kirby instead lands on Wheelie, who was looking for him. Wheelie says, I owed you one, and now it's time to repay the favor. Kirby still has no idea what's going on, Poyo's okay, and they rush forward. Midnight flies out with a new mask on and manifests his cape wings and yells out, You'll never escape. Midnight starts slashing at them and throwing swords and spike balls. Kirby shoots little stars back at Midnight, but none of them work on him. Wheelie hits a lot of bumps, but with exactly one second to spare, they get off at the end, with a jump off of a ramp off the halberd. They land on a beach, and the two of them watch the halberd as it sinks into the orange ocean. A bright speck is seen leaving the halberd, presumably Meta Knight. As this unfolds, we hear the song, My Friend in the Setting Sun. Kirby and Wheelie ride away in the desert, and as they do, we see the credits of the 19 copy powers and the helpers for each power. As they ride away, Wheelie tells Kirby all about Meta Knight and the halberd, since Kirby had no idea what was going on. Kirby, upon hearing this, says, Oh well, that's bad, we should probably go stop him. Wheelie sighs and continues to drive. <laughs> the end. So, facts to mention that I couldn't say or missed, this is the first time Midnight is actually being an antagonist, last time he was guarding a piece of the Star Realm. So, fans named the Sailor Sailor D, until he got his official name in Kirby Planet Robobot, which is Sailor Waddle D. It is actually unknown if he survived the crash of the Halberd, since he stayed with Midnight at the final battle. Considering we see him in later games, he likely survived, but those appearances are actually in non-canon Kirby games, so some of the community thinks he did in fact go down with the ship. But would Midnight really let such a loyal Waddle D die? I think not. Last fact, this is the last time we see the Halberd and Kirby Cannon until Squeak Squad, where that part of the Orange Ocean where the Halberd of Wreckage lay, is named the Secret Sea. So with the completion of Revenge of Midnight, you unlock Milky Way Wishes, which we'll cover next episode. After playing Revenge of Midnight, if you go to the file screen, you'll see a Kirby holding up his sword while holding Midnight's mask. You also get a 5 on a star and a percentage increase. Now let's cover Samurai Kirby, the other subgame. Japanese title Setsuna no Mikiri, which translates to Instant Look Slash, is a quick draw reflex game. We did this before in Kirby's Adventure, but it was quick draw with actual guns. The fight starts with the Japanese instrument and strum, and we see the two characters stare each other down as the wind blows. Then at some point, a sound and exclamation point will go off, and the first person to hit a button wins. In single player, the enemy player always strikes at the same time. The only difference is based on difficulty and who you're fighting. You face Waddle Doo, Wheelie, Chef Kawasaki, King Diddy, and Meta Knight in that order. On expert difficulty, Meta Knight strikes at 0.8 frames. That's really, really fast. You need really good reaction time in order to win that fight. And also, if you attack early, you get a penalty. You do it twice, you lose, like a double fault in tennis. But you can get double zero, meaning you attack too early, but you did it exactly when exclamation point went off. And I've done it a few times in my life on accident. It is kind of funny to do that. You're like, whoa, okay, that's something else. In two player, it's random who second player gets to be. First player is always Kirby, and you get to pick how many rounds you fight. On easy game difficulty, it's first slow, but still hard at the end. Waddle Doo attacks at 82 frames, Wheelie at 50 frames, Jeff Kawasaki in 21 frames, King Diddy in 16 frames, and Meta Knight in 11 frames. Normal and expert difficulties, of course, faster, and expert is the fastest one where everyone is really fast. You're not going to have an easy time at all with that, but Meta Knight at 8 frames, woo, you got to get really good at that. I don't know how I've ever beaten them, but I have. And I'm talking like on the Super Nintendo way when I was a kid, not even using save states, what we do here. So when you're fighting at the bottom of the screen, 
there will be text that says the winner and the name will look like Winner Kirby or Winner Waddle Doo and things like that. In the Japanese version, though, the bottom of the screen has bushes there and weeds because the top is calligraphy telling you who wins. And by the way, the calligraphy was done by Sakurai himself. So the calligraphy you see essentially says Kirby won or Meta Knight won. That, that's what it says. Now let's tell a little story. Of course, assuming Kirby wins every match in the story. After the story, I'll tell you what happens when Kirby loses each of these matches. So some time has passed since Meta Knight's invasion. Most of Dreamland didn't even know what happened. There was just a big ship in the sky and then it crashed into the ocean. But there were some rumors about what happened from the surviving members of the crew. So Med Knight, needing a win, and to re-establish his dominance, puts out a challenge letter to all in Dreamland who think they're skilled enough to win in a samurai showdown. The rules are simple. A judge will call to attack, and the first to strike the other with a weapon, draw, wins. Kirby is specifically challenged by Meta Knight. Waddle Doo decides to join because he wants to prove the strength of the Waddles. Wheelie wants him to prove his speed. Chef Kawasaki wants to prove he's a fast cook. And King Didi joins so he can beat Kirby at something. So the big day of the tournament comes and everyone dresses up. Kirby's got himself a top knot and a weapon holder, and his first match is up against Waddle Doo, who's dressed in a straw hat and holds a paper fan at the ready. In the setting sun, they stare each other down intensely, and ding! It's time to strike! Kirby pulls out a paper fan and slaps down Waddle Doo. Kirby smiles confidently while Waddle Doo lays there shocked at his defeat. Kirby helps him up, and Waddle Doo goes into the stands to watch and eats mochi with the other Waddles to feel better as they hug him with encouragement. Next up is Kirby vs. Wheelie. Wheelie thanks Kirby for his help in freeing his people, and Kirby thanks Wheelie for the fun ride home that one time. Wheelie wears a big green straw hat and carries a sack on a stick for some reason. Kirby doesn't get the look and is momentarily distracted as the duel starts. They stare and then... Ding! Wheelie goes at Kirby at full speed and Kirby pulls a rubber hammer out of his holder. Kirby luckily swings down just in time and stops Wheelie in his tracks. Wheelie shakes and rolls to his side while Kirby confidently smiles again. Kirby then helps Wheelie up and he rolls to the stands and enjoys yakisoba as he watches. Kirby then goes against Chef Kawasaki who dresses as a food-style vendor with the kanji for food on his apron. Kirby starts to feel hungry and is distracted. Then ding! Kirby reacts slow and pulls a pie out of his weapon holder and Chef Kawasaki swings down a frying pan. But their weapons clash and it's a tie, so they have to try again. So round two, this time Kirby holds in his appetite and focuses and ding! This time Kirby gets the pie out faster and creams Chef Kawasaki in the face. Good thing there was a second round, it was piping hot the first time. Kirby smiles again confidently and then sucks the pie off Chef Kawasaki's face. The chef then goes back to his food stall and sells lots and lots of takoyaki. Next is a battle between Kirby and his heated rival King Dedede. King Dedede can't wait to clobber that there Kirby. He's got a top nut on too, and a fine Japanese garb. King Dedede stares at Kirby with confidence while Kirby feels a little nervous, then ding! They strike out. King Dedede swings down a mochi-making hammer as Kirby swings up with a megaphone. It stuns King Dedede and he falls down and cries. Kirby smiles confidently at first, but then helps King Dedede up with the help of the Waddles and thanks him for the match. Broken-hearted, King Dedede eats lots and lots of food from all the food stalls, which makes everyone happy. Finally, it's the final round. Kirby vs. Meta Knight. With all of Dreamland watching, Meta Knight can regain some honor. He wears a scarred mask and has a topknot like Kirby. He holds his blade in tight and ready. Kirby's really nervous. Everyone holds their breath. The only sound in the air is the wind. And then... Ding! Their blades sing as they fly out. And Kirby's done it again. In a flash and complete focus, Kirby removes Meta Knight's mask again. Meta Knight is shocked and covers his face with his hands. He looks a lot like Kirby, except he's blue. He has the same eyes and pink cheeks. He's like a little blueberry. Frustrated but honorable, Meta Knight thanks everyone for participating or watching as he hides his face and runs to put his mask back on. Meta Knight regrets losing again, but is grateful as well. This means he still has room to grow and will need to do so if he wants to prove he's stronger than Kirby in the future. 
Kirby thanks Midnight for all the fun and runs off to eat lots of yummy snacks with everyone. Midnight grumbles a little to himself. How does he keep losing to such a pure, nonchalant fellow? But then joins his knights to go enjoy some refreshments as well. The end. So what happens if everyone else wins? Well, Kirby lays on the ground with axe eyes and is shocked if Waddle Doo beats him. If Wheelie wins, Kirby is shocked and flat on the ground and Wheelie rolls off camera. What's awful is the aftermath screen. It freezes on Wheelie as he's crushing Kirby's face. Chef Kawasaki defeats Kirby by bonking him hard on the head with a frying pan. Kirby kicks around a lot from the pain as his eyes bug out. King Dedede crushes Kirby under his mochi hammer and Kirby wiggles to try to get out from under it. And lastly, Midnight just slashes Kirby and he lays there shocked on the ground. So, personal thoughts. I forgot to say the personal thoughts for Revenge of Midnight, so I'll say that first. Revenge of Midnight is a really fun mode. You got the time limit, got some pressure on to go do things, you're running through, the music's amazing. And the boss fight's really memorable and cool, like the honorable Meta Knight fight, and then they escape. And the music, again, is really good. The ending song's great, the first song is great, I like the dialogue, it's really fun dialogue. And what I love about this mode so much is you get to see how scary Kirby is. That's one of my favorite things about Revenge of Midnight. You get to see how scary Kirby is to everyone else, which is fun. And it's just a riveting run. Personal thoughts on Samurai Kirby? It's a fun short mode. I beat this as a kid on Expert. I did it with Zero Zero. It was such an epic feel when I was a kid beating Midnight with Double Zero. I remember that. And it took a lot of tries as an adult to beat now, and there's a lot of safe stating I had to do to get the footage. Oh man, it took a lot of work. But that's the end of Part 4 of Kirby Superstar Series. I hope you enjoyed the voices in this one. I was really looking forward to Revenge of Midnight. I had a lot of fun doing it. Oh, it was so much fun doing that. Next time will be Milky Way Wishes, the arena, sound test, the credits, and everything else we need to talk about, like glitches and bugs. Well, not so much bugs, but more glitches. Well, there is one very important bug that we talked about. But there's some glitches, and that'll all be in there next time. So that's it for now. If you're enjoying this series, please share us with your friends. The more people that enjoy this podcast, the happier we'll all be. We can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many other podcast platforms. The more up-to-date version is the podcast side of things. YouTube's a bit behind because we put footage on everything and that takes more work. And thank you to Jinx, our editor, for all of her work on these podcasts. She's the one who painstakingly has to work on all the footage for the YouTube side of things. And that ain't easy. And also dealing with all my flubs and mistakes in the audio. It is a lot of work. I had fun. I hope you had fun too. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by and see you next time. (laughs) 